Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And Charlene, okay, so there's one thing that is a, a constant about our podcast. Mm-hmm. First off, this is the Weedy Weedy for November. Yes. But second, the one constant is that no matter how serious the topic, we usually find humor and a spin for us that lens that that helps us cope from this intersection. We find a humongous coping mechanism in humor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so when you brought this topic up of like, hey, should we talk about? I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I know that I can <laughs> laugh a little bit about aspects of this. Mm-hmm. Um, not the death itself, but like the ritual around it. Yeah, I was like, Kat, it's the holidays, tis the season, let's talk about death in the family. Woo! Yeah. So here we are, here that's we are. where we're at. Death in the family. But there are some taboos to it, and then I did find an article that you and I might actually have in common. I don't know, you said you found something, and then I, I was did. like, I found something too, and mm. then in unison, it's probably the same one. <laughs> well, and the likelihood in my mind that someone wrote about this uh, multiple times feels maybe like that's not a thing so that's why I was wondering if it was the same article (laughs) but we did come to this topic about not not about death per se and we know and we want to acknowledge that there are some um tragedies that happened recently but that's not what we're about this time around for this weedy weedy we are looking at the the tradition around the passing yes and there you know, I feel like we can't go a few days in this country anymore without some mass tragedy. We can't go... Death is a part of life, and we know this. It happens, and it's hopefully not super often that it happens to us personally or within our circle, but when it does, um, it certainly causes us to reflect and there are some deep emotions held around it. I recently had a death in the family. Um, My Theo passed and it's only been a few days, which you were even like, are you okay to talk about this? But it was so prominently in my mind because of the experience over the last few days with family. And I, at one point, turned to my mom and said, why do we do this? Why are we like this? And she's like, what do you mean? I said, look around. Why are, why are we like this? Is it because we're Latinos or, or is it because we're Catholic? And she said, I don't know. And so I, I've been just really thinking on that question. And so I, of course, as usual, wanted to talk to you about what your experiences has been and just to see if there's similarities and just sort some of this all out. And, you know, I find it interesting that we can listen to podcasts that, I mean, there's a whole genre dedicated to true crime and murders and unsolved and this and that, but we don't normally talk about, talk about the transition or the things that we do for grief. And we are coming at it from that perspective of assimilation and brown pride, because there are some things that we do as part of our culture, some things we do as part of the religion that we were raised with, maybe. And then there are some things that we, that we see either our partners or other uh, uh, friends do, Mm -hmm. and they're not 
Latine individuals. It's interesting that you bring that up because I, I do feel like the we have come to a point in our culture where we are so desensitized from death and violence that the murder mystery podcast is like oh i I can't sleep i'm just gonna listen to a nice little murder mystery and that would ease myself into it or you know tis the season for slaying and slaying like all the things i need to we can find peace in some horror which is really terrifying when you think about it but this is a different experience a familial or loved one's death is not like that there's a very different emotional part of ourselves that is called when someone we love is taken and i i was you know i'm very fortunate that it's been quite some time um that i've had a really close loved one pass and so in in this space where i'm at in this moment in time and just the way everything happened i think i've been really able to to pick apart the experience as it goes day by day and it has brought up all of these questions for me i also want to give a nod to in the past several years when we've lost loved ones to covid we mm-hmm. haven't had that tradition of grieving. Mm-hmm. And this is what the, this is what this is about. At the end of the day, this is the tradition of grieving from mm-hmm. that lens. And so um, I, when you introduced this to me, I was like thinking about how you've dealt, how you've been able to deal and even be in the room with your Theo who passed. And when our, when our family, one of our Theos passed during COVID, mm-hmm. of COVID, mm-hmm. and the inability absolutely to eat i had to watch the funeral on on a webcam essentially and so i missed those parts of this tradition Mm -hmm. right that we have Mm -hmm. um that is you know that we've grown up with for so many years we didn't have that so it was like missing that should i even even miss the pan of enchiladas that we would normally you know (laughs) share and have a and that was one of the biggest things for me it was like can we make this humorous? Yes, yes, we can because one of the traditions of grieving is the food. Well, yeah, you cook things. You start cooking, right? Immediately you start making food and you don't know who's going to eat it or when, but you have to make food. And I do feel like the tradition is part for the people who have lost someone and part for you to feel like you're productive and doing something. Contributing. Absolutely. And that when, when you're Theo passed, I was like, can I drop off food, Whataburger? What do you need? What do you need? What do you want? You know, what's funny. My mom is the baby of her siblings. She has two older brothers. Um, my Theo that passed was the middle brother. And my eldest uncle and his wife have become, they are the head of the family now since mm-hmm. my grandfather passed a few years ago. And my aunt cooks and makes delicious food all the time she loves to host everything's at her house we eat till we can't eat anymore and then she will guilt you into eating more it's one of those things right and this was the first time everyone was we were at the hospital all day waiting just sort of being together as family and you know there wasn't food there was we were all just kind of in the intensive care unit waiting and afterwards it was like okay whose house are we going to to eat everyone's Mm -hmm. hungry we need food and we need to be together and i had to go handle some things at at the house and other people were doing whatever so i we get together at my cousin's house and they had bought uh like trays of whataburger 
Mm-hmm. And for the first time ever, it was like we didn't have home cooked food because we just couldn't do it. I mean, it just wasn't possible in that moment. Right. But it felt like it, it felt right in that moment because things were so not right that it was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. It's not right. It's not okay. Nothing's okay. And this is different than what we've known because today was different than what we've known. And it just felt like you eat Whataburger. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's probably one of the biggest pieces about the, I don't want to say the tradition of grieving, but definitely when you bring food over, like food is a huge piece to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. If you're the grieving family, expect to have trays of, of a lot of things mm-hmm. for days. Mm-hmm. If you are outside of the grieving family, maybe not immediate, expect to be cooking so that you can bring some over. And in one part, it's you are so crushed that feeding yourself is very foreign. And mm-hmm. from the outsider, it's, I don't know how else to comfort you except emotionally feed yes. feed your emotions right now. Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's funny, I during that, that day, both of my uncle's children live out of state and they, you know, we don't spend a lot of time with them because they've been gone for, for many, many years and they were obviously here and spending time with family and um, I mentioned to them, I would love to feed you all. Like I apparently can make really good albondigas. Like mom has even said I make them as good as grandma. And so I kind of put that out there. I said, so let me know if you'll want to come by and eat. And I feel like in our in society we say things a lot like we give the polite how are you doing or you should stop by or let's get a coffee there's all these little things that we throw out um, and and how often do we really mean it when you ask someone how are you when you say let's grab a coffee how often do you really actually mean it and I put that out there and a, a day and a half later my cousin calls and says Hey, we're going to take you up on those albondigas. <laughs> Can we come today or tomorrow? And I was so grateful for that because it, it one, prompted me to have to be good on my word, A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And B, it just felt like that's what family does, right? You take people up on that and you say, that's what we do with our close loved ones, our chosen family. We don't just throw things out for bullshits purpose Mm -hmm. we we mean what we say and we say what we mean and when someone pulls you in and takes you up on it it it's not a burden it's a yes now I know how I can be helpful and I I'm I'm needed in a way that feels good for them and me so I want to know though do they agree that okay I mean they didn't or they lied really well because everyone is emotional so one or the other so uh, looking at the that intersection of brown pride and assimilation on the assimilation side Mm -hmm. the one thing that doesn't happen though like universally food is an emotional thing Mm -hmm. right for better or worse comfort food right it's a known thing if Mm -hmm. you if you're on noom i'm sorry (laughs) they try to get you away from emotional eating but if you're in the middle of this group what i will say though is the difference is no casseroles do not drop off a casserole. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, drop off a plate of enchiladas, drop off menu, mm-hmm. drop. don't drop off a casserole. A tuna casserole? No, absolutely What not. is that even? Ex- I mean, it's tuna and noodles and stuff. It's noodles? But, like, hot tuna? 
hot tuna. I, so admittedly, I do eat tuna helper. Yes, it's a I, hot yo. tuna. <laughs> yes, I know. You know what? That got me through some college days. I Isn't that, that a, like a porn name? Maybe. <laughs> hot tuna. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that is one of those areas that that's definitely a deviant. Like, yes, we know what we deviate from. Like, mm-hmm. we know that there is this food is comfort, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a different type of food that means mm-hmm. different things. Lasagna is a delicious pasta. Ooh, lasagna, lasagna. is a delicious. Throw I some mean, green chile in there. Boom. There's enchilada casserole, in fairness. Right. So the executive producer is saying, like, there are, you can make an enchilada casserole, but, like, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, it's still enchiladas. Mm -hmm. Lasagna was never intended to be a casserole. It was, like, pasta and leftovers. Nonetheless, like, don't Mm -hmm. bring your, you know, the elbow macaroni salad with the spam in it. I love that, but for a picnic. Like, don't bring that for for this, right? You want to know something? Mm. Let me tell you how TikTok has ruined me. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So I, when I'm stressed, you know this, my insomnia, three in the morning, I'm awake and I'm overthinking every possible thing in the world. Um, so very recently it was, there's going to be services. There's going to be a lot of people bringing food. We're going to have to bring food. Where are we going to gather? All of this, right? Like, is my house ready? What do we do? We have an extra bedroom. What's going to, all these things. Guess what song pops in my head, Kat? Oh my God, what? You came eat at everybody house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this guy has <laughs> ruined me for every potluck, buffet, <laughs> forever and eternity. He has ruined me. So if you have not seen this person on TikTok, please oh, yeah. do it right now. Pause this. Pause this, sweetie, weedy go just i don't know how you even look it up on tiktok you can't eat at everybody's house check it out it is horrifying and hilarious at the same time which is why i didn't offer to cook for you i offered to pick up <laughs> whataburger because i know you follow that tiktok creator and i was like yeah mm. let's just get something that i can purchase and bring over as opposed to but i trust you and i especially trust our executive producer to cook things and bake things that are delicious and that your dogs weren't like licking the batter <laughs> out of the bowl before you poured it into the pan you don't know i mean i don't know but i want to believe that and i want to believe that in my heart so we're gonna go with it so food is one of the grieving ways right absolutely let's talk about the rosary (laughs) (laughs) so the rose well and there are this is the part right where i asked my mom is this because we're latino or because we're catholic that we are so as we got the call um my uncle chose to be unplugged from all the things and and was tired and was in pain and very much was done Mm -hmm. and I am so I have so much respect for him being able as a, a male figure in my family to say I am tired and I am done I have so much respect for that. Mm-hmm. Like a, an enormous, um, I cannot imagine how hard it was for him to get to that point where he said, I have to say goodbye. I, it, it, the amount of respect is huge. So when we got that call, all of the first cousins, minus my sister who is out of town um, and 
his siblings and some of my cousins were in the room and um we we waited for hours several hours over the course of the day in the intensive care unit and of course you know you buzz people in and they're like only two people are allowed Mm -hmm, okay you walk in there and there's 32 mexicans in the room it's fine um the nurse was amazing shout out to chantal at uh, memorial medical you are the bomb you're going to heaven your suite is secured also apparently a model but go on oh my god and she was super hot i know i you say i'm the straightest person you know me and all my female cousins were like, where did she come from? This is like general hospital right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the ICU and just wander around and look for Chantel. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. I'm dying. Take me to the ICU. <laughs> no, she was gorgeous and just a, a calming spirit that was so needed throughout the day. I mean, my aunt needed... She, we hadn't eaten for hours at this point and she I, my cousin went out and said like hey do you have a snack my mom's blood sugar's low whatever all the things sends in a tray of juices and snacks cookies chips whatever for the family which it, it was just it was out of control it was beyond they went above and beyond what they needed to in that moment and it it was felt by us it was absolutely felt so my cousins come in, who we call our tias because that's what we do. Right. Older um, sisters, and they immediately bring out a little bag that has, I don't know what. I'm like, what is happening right now? And they start handing out rosaries to everybody mm-hmm. who's in the room. Right. And then, do you have a rose? Oh, yeah, I have my own. Whatever. People have their own. They brought some for people that didn't. And they start praying the rosary, which is very comforting to me in that moment not because i'm super religious anymore at this point in my life but it felt like this is what you do right it it just felt familiar and like this is a thing we're gonna do and there's this almost this hum of the rhythm of the praying that feels it's a meditation it is mm-hmm. it feels good to your soul like it just felt right and so they're praying and and it's beautiful and all of these things and then they start fighting (laughs) checklist fighting during rosary yes so one of the sisters is skipping part of the hail mary skipping the holy mary part and just going on and on they're losing track of how many hail marys and they're looking to my mom to be like the voice of reason she's like holding up her beads like some sign of what you know number three we're on number three like bingo (laughs) like the bingo hall holding up the sign and they no one argues with my mom they're like oh yeah yeah yeah, she knows right like yes that's where we're at but it was and my my uncle's youngest son and i are just exchanging glances across the room like is this actually happening right now (laughs) and of course it is because this is our family and even that felt so comforting right like even in this moment the imperfection is perfect because this is us like this is who we are at our core there is nothing no one is gonna snatch them up to the convent like this is just (laughs) who we are and of course there was the 
you know, they called in a priest to do last rites and all of this, which I know my uncle would have been appreciative of. And he was very lucid the whole time. He was medicated, but very lucid. And, and I know was appreciative of it. So there's this religious part. And then there's this, like one of the core values, like the familismo, right? There has to be the extended family, all of us in the room. And at some point I was standing there thinking, what a blessing it is to be able we celebrate births and we have baby showers and we have all of these things right to include someone into the world and this felt like the other end of ushering someone out and it was like may we all get that may we all get that and you know one of my cousins was saying I don't want this just so you all know when it's my time I don't want a bunch of people around. I want to go peacefully, alone, whatever. (laughs) My Nina is like, I want it streamed on Facebook. (laughs) And my cousin's like, we're going to have to boost it so more people join. (laughs) So, but it, you know, people have their, what they want, what they want in that time when they know it's the end. And I don't know that my uncle ever vocalized that that was the moment he wanted but it felt like it's what we all needed so I hope he went at peace knowing that we were all there so he didn't want it on Facebook I hope not because no (laughs) one put it on Facebook it was not an IG live I don't know hopefully not so part of the tradition of grieving is at least you know borderline can't speak for every every other uh, Latina community but having the rosary either at the passing and to be honest i've never been at a passing my father passed away and i got a call from my sister mm-hmm. my dad passed away when i was at home taking a shower in between going back and forth and taking care of him mm. um so but having the having the rosary is an important part of that grieving process now I, I am, I don't know if I might be alone in this one, but, um, so our family does the rosary sometimes in Spanish mm-hmm. and that one seems much more melodic mm-hmm. and meditative mm-hmm. than the English version. And I love the like Santa Maria, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the, there's a rhythm. There is. And Especially is when so, people aren't fighting. In so between. there's the food, there's the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the food, there's the rhythm of the rosary that mm-hmm. happens. Um, why do we take pictures around the casket, Charlene? Why? What the? Why do we do this? So, not very long ago, you and I were at the bar. Let's be real. (laughs) Shout out Little Toad Creek. Um, and I got a video message from one of my tias who was fighting at the rosary of the (laughs) procession from California of a funeral that my great aunt had passed away and we couldn't attend because there was a whole thing but we had plane tickets had to cancel them it was a whole thing sent the video <laughs> and i'm like cat are you fucking kidding me like look at this video and you're like oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. totally yeah that's totally normal and i'm like but it's not people don't do this shit right no. so we start talking about it at the table of people we're with and people do this shit we brown people i black people do this shit but i don't know i mean i don't understand like what did we do before there were cameras did we etch a sketch what did we do did we just draw it out petroglyph i don't know 
and and are we raising the level of play like mm-hmm. one of your theas was like now we have to facebook live it so that it right. lives forever for yes. everyone to see mm-hmm. but you know when you had mentioned like <laughs> when you had mentioned the procession i was like damn you know what i've been the one yeah uh, don't picture please please like i've been the one who's okay let me get you right by the casket yeah selfie with the dead like i don't and it's not i mean and it's not it's not a it's not perceived as tacky in that moment right like the no. person's truly like it's not in this memento in yes this, in this moment right it's not a joke it's not a ingest it, it's very seriously like in this somber moment i want to remember me and great aunt gertrude in the casket <laughs> like what is happening mm-hmm. but i don't yeah and then what do you do with those pictures afterwards because in the moment it's very important to capture this and you're then, capturing oh God, this you're transition so right. i get it mm-hmm. and then afterwards will they ever be seen again i have never i have never seen you know a vid- video collage that included the no. pictures that we all took around my grandmother's casket when she died mm-hmm. a good 14 years ago. Christmas like, card. Right? It never went on a Christmas mm-hmm. card or an anything else card. Mm-hmm. Easter card. It wasn't put printed and put on the refrigerator. No. Just I, wait three days, bitches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Didn't happen. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, but it's there's video, there's pictures, there's pictures of the casket, there's pictures of you with the casket. Mm-hmm. If you're really super in the moment and brave, there's pictures of you with the open casket. That's the thing. With the peace sign. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, funerals and weddings. Families gather. Mm-hmm. Family you haven't seen in years. Family you didn't know existed. Family that traveled from thousands of miles away all together. Pictures of the family together is one thing. I'm talking about the selfies with the casket. With mm-hmm. the open casket. Of the pallbearers bringing in the casket. All the things. There's a picture of who's in the audience. Like, ponte aquí. Put yourself in that corner and take a picture of everybody that, that's here. I'm like, you're getting the picture of the back of someone's hair. Literally. Mm-hmm. Because they're kneeling and doing the rosary. Mm-hmm. But I will take this picture mm-hmm. because you need it in this moment. Oh my God, you're so right. And then what? And then what? I want, like, is, you know, snapfish full of photos <laughs> that never were printed of. It's a quilt of all of the pictures. <laughs> oh I remember the funeral of 1995. Ta-da. You I know. know. And then, and then what if somebody does the wrong thing with the picture? Mm. Good point. I, I don't post them, so I hope never to be the wrong cousin or niece Mm-mm. who posts who anything. Who posts it? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently my Nina is ready to go. But we, you know, we keep them. She's going to put it in her will. <laughs> Facebook keep- acknowledgement check. <laughs> so there's the food there's the rosary there's for whatever reason in that moment there's <laughs> photographic evidence mm-hmm. of yeah. um and then there's the funeral for me that's the funeral itself like the cremation oh. or not cremation whole and that's a whole thing. thing like generational differences even within my own mm-hmm. mom's side of the family my mom's like i'm not getting cremated and then some of the siblings that are much younger mm-hmm more americanized or like i just want to be cremated mm-hmm. 
it's a smaller vessel that I get to go in wherever it needs to, to be. And some people just know what they want. I, I can't say that I do. I mean, for me at that point, it's for the living. What mm-hmm. makes people comfortable and what makes people feel... Do they want to go to a gravesite and leave me flowers on Dia de los Muertos? Or do they want to go spread my ashes at Target? I don't know. Like, what makes you feel good? <laughs> TJ Maxx. Please, Please and TJ thank Maxx. you. TJ Maxx and Target, half and half. Please. I don't know. It was such a taboo thing to get cremated for right. some people in, in different generations. Mm-hmm. I was actually very surprised that my father wanted to be cremated. Mm-hmm. Very surprised. Yeah. And then I promptly lost his ashes somewhere in my house so there's that like and what <laughs> so we <clears throat> so wait we ha- what what do you mean <laughs> so I, we have a little <laughs> ziploc bag cat and then we moved houses and and i did roll it up and i put it in a groom and clean roll box. it up like what like in a like zip- a joint kind of in a ziploc bag i put it in a, a groom and clean box because that was the hair product that he used for okay. years and there happened to be literally like six boxes in his bathroom Great. when i was cleaning out his mm-hmm. house and then from the move from one house to another and then i lost his ashes and they have not been found since I moved here stop it and I'm guessing that means that he was tired of being with me so he was like I'm done I'm leaving they just haven't been found but all of this to say like some folks hang on to the ashes and they put the vase somewhere and then some folks like bury the ashes so interestingly I will share when my husband's father passed away not long after we got together he was Uh, a mechanic he was huge into the racing scene he mechanics and auto was his whole life right Um, when he passed one of our very good friends who is an amazing welder and forger who you can find on lost arts forge on instagram um, actually built him an urn and had my husband help out of the old pistons from a semi truck and that's where the ashes were oh wow and it was such a beautiful process because he was able to be part of this building of the urn and all the things and then what happened to the urn is a whole sad story but um again it it felt like that was for the living right Mm -hmm. like it was this it was a ritual for the people who had to grieve in whatever the way they had to grieve and um so my uncle my tío chose wants to be cremated i didn't realize there's this whole permit process Mm -hmm. that you like i didn't know that i had no idea the shit you find out when somebody dies right Mm -hmm. i mean that's a whole other part like of a of a death in the family the coming together and the food and the sadness and the we're all familia unidos all the things until what is in the will (laughs) and then depending mm-hmm. on what's in the will and what's not in the will, right? Mm-hmm. Or if there is a will. See. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other ball of whole wax, maybe for another thing. whole other episode. Mm-hmm. But to that end, a couple things that I have learned in the grieving process. One is maybe if you are a child of um, a person who has passed, maybe you shouldn't be the one to clean the house. One, because you never know what you're going to find. And two... Okay, but we have an agreement. We have an agreement, Charlene. And let's talk about that real okay. quick. Because people, people need to secure 
their goods. Oh, absolutely. There are some things that, and mm-hmm. I don't know how you came about learning this, but I a hundred percent learned this the hard way in cleaning out my father's house. Like there are mm-hmm. just absolutely some things in a human's life because they are humans and they feel and they have needs and they have want some things you just don't need to learn. Um, so you need to have a fail safe and that fail safe is have someone who knows a couple things where you stash some stuff, go grab that before the family goes in and, and, and by starts stuff, cleaning. what are you talking about? <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. oh, there's s- a list. There's a list. Mm-hmm. So there are some, you know, some things that may be paraphernalia of substances, like whatever. If you sure. smoke pot, maybe you don't want your family to f- find that. Whatever. Okay, fine. You don't want your Cheshire cat-shaped bong you know, out in the world. Right. You don't need mom or whomever to sure. find that. Gotcha. And then there are other things like, you know, adult toys mm-hmm. or videos mm-hmm. or videos of you that you don't need anyone to get their mm-hmm. hands on. So you have a fail safe for like... If this ever, so you're my fail safe. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the executive producer and I happen to be at the same time past, you are the fail safe to go in and get a few things that don't need to be seen by family when they're cleaning out the house. Interesting. Whether it's, whether it's your parents or whether it's your own children, because that's Abs- not what you want your no. kids. From experience, this is not what you want your kids to walk away with. The reason I came upon this knowledge is uh it's been several years i had a friend pass um suddenly in a drunk driving accident when i was living in austin and um they their best friend was immediately i mean we go into the whole like oh my gosh this is a thing there was an accident he's passed we gather together as friends the best friend is like i have to go to his house and clean out the drawer because mm-hmm. the last thing his mom needs right now is to open his box of cock rings. Like, this right? is exactly. not what his mom needs to find right now. And he did. And he, I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone needs this in their life. Mm-hmm. They need the person that's going to go clean that shit out. Because it's already tough. It's already hard. And the last thing you need is these floating thoughts by your loved ones of whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, oh, why oh. did he have a leather thong? Like, it's, yeah, no one needs to be thinking that. It's a, it's, it's the, it's the chorus of O's that happen. Like, oh, 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 oh. Fíjate que. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like, I don't know how to pick this up. Should I? Mm-hmm. Is it proper to throw? I don't know what to do with it. Do yeah. we burn it with the body? <laughs> exactly. Can you burn a cock ring? I don't. I don't from experience, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and you just are some, stuck on those though well that was the thing i remember just being like wide-eyed and like oh my god mm. this is a whole thing i mean this is a thing you don't just it's already complicated especially when it's an un a, an untimely sudden violent death there you don't need layers right there's already enough this is not a fucking baklava like be done <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot. Oh my God, it's so much, Kat. And it's so taboo, though. Like, we don't talk about these things right. that are a necessity. Yes. I bring it to the table, and I don't want to be morbid about it, but I'm, you know, I bring it up because I'm like, you never know, and I don't want you to get caught in this situation. Well, so take care what? of the stuff and things. We're all going to die. And we don't yes. know when. None of us know when. Hopefully, we're all 99 on a beach 
take our last sip of margarita and go in our sleep before the cabana boy comes back. Right. But otherwise... But it doesn't happen that way normally. No. So... And this doesn't mean, like, be paranoid either about yourself or about others. But, you know, definitely appreciate some aspects of what there are because there is comfort in. Mm -hmm. There's comfort in others helping. There's comfort in others stepping up. There's comfort in being with family. Right. And... As we do, as bochas, we cope with laughter and there's comfort in laughing at. And wine. And wine. Yeah. So, and and there are some things, there are some legal things that you can take care of. Yes. A living will, uh, making sure all your insurance papers are in order and easy for people to find them. There was a whole thing with my uncle had DNR papers that not a lot of people knew about. And it took someone saying like, hey, you know, there's these papers. And they were like, oh, my God, we didn't know. So making sure your people know where your stuff is so that it's easily accessible. Or that it even exists. Or that it even exists, which was the thing. Making sure that it's you make it easy for the people and they don't have to guess what you wanted. You get to say what you wanted. The paperwork, the legality, all of it, um, your cochino keeper, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> whoever's going to clean out your stuff before the people get there, you need that in your life. <laughs> there are things you can do to make this easier. Are you, does that make you the cochina keeper for the, <laughs> amen, I need a t-shirt. You know what? That needs to be a t- I, I actually a just want that on legal paperwork. <laughs> that <laughs> resides in the state somewhere <laughs> that's what i need in my estate being of sound mind and body <laughs> the cochina keeper should have already taken care of <laughs> the cock rings and thank you thank you so much oh mom i hope you're not listening to sorry, this one she's gonna i'm gonna get a text later sorry <laughs> it's somebody else so I'm, I know that this has been a few days just off of your Theo's passing and whatnot, but like, I hope that this has alleviated and given you some humor around some coping mechanism around it. Uh, yeah, it's been really good to talk about it and to talk about the things we don't talk about mm. um, as people and also to just honor that it happened and that he you know que descanse en paz and um and to find the beauty in some of the hard times because again it was i felt it to be a, a huge honor to be in the room to usher someone out of this life and that's beautiful yeah difficult for sure but beautiful and we were together and we were family and fighting over the rosary or not and checking out the hot nurse or not (laughs) and all of whatever it was um we were together and it felt so good to be part of something connected in this life because at the end of the day that's all we get i expect selfies with the casket do you want me to boost the ad (laughs) yes please (laughs) okay can you put a sticker on there before it gets and i'll wear my pocha <laughs> podcast jersey yes done team dramatica for the win so then going back the article because uh, i mentioned this at the top mm-hmm. so the article that i had are we going to do a reveal do the reveal cat all right so this is off of joincake.com oh no 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 mexican funerals traditions customs <laughs> and what to expect <laughs> 
Wow. I wish I was kidding. I feel I feel superior right now. Oh, you sh- probably should. Mine is by the California Association for Post-Secondary Education and Disability. Wow. Mira this is just giving Noma. people a heads up on what to expect with Latino Okay, I want to know. Yours is better than mine already. Go. Um, okay, so bringing presents, flowers, and money. <laughs> money? Yeah, depending, absolutely. Depending on the family's preferences, donations to the family's church may also be appreciated. Mm-hmm. You can also bring flowers. Mm-hmm. Lighting a candle for the dead at the church is also considered absolutely. an appropriate gr- gift. I, you know, I appreciate that, that these folks have really like a thousand percent. taken a look at. So they go through like overview, our recommendations for a Mexican funeral. Um, some of the sections, what happens at a Mexican funeral, etiquette, mm-hmm. post-funeral traditions and customs, what to keep in mind. And then, <laughs> wait, even better. Recommendations for a Mexican funeral include meat and cheese platter for $74.95, fruit and nut tray. <laughs> Stop it. Catholic prayer candles for a funeral gift at 1378. And they have Absolutely. links in there that that are included. So that There's you can affiliate do. links? Yes. Dude, we are missing out. Look at this cat. Um, and then there's also COVID-19 tips. If you're, you know, like if you're planning to do the virtual funeral, um, how to take part in the rituals. Um, yeah. All of, I mean, it was very... It was, I was like, wait, what? Do we play dominoes really? Mm. When did this happen? But yeah, they, mm-hmm. they have suggestions for like children in the other room oh, while the funeral is happening. Yeah, I love that. Right? Like what to do with them. Not just my, my suggestion is like, have you had your Benadryl today? No? Okay, great. <laughs> Which I, thank God, had a close friend and relative come and pick up my daughter so that she wouldn't have to be, I, once I saw my deal, I didn't feel like it was appropriate for her to be in the room mm. and i had um i had someone pick her up thank god interesting mm-hmm. i just it wasn't yeah okay mm-hmm. all right so according Wait, so, to uh, so so apparently yours is a little bit more highbrow than mine mine was like how do you dress for I this love that. shindig i love that wear your sexy red dress yes um, no, this is death and dying, the Latino cultural view of death. And there's a lot in here about familismo. There's exp- so this is interesting. It's talking about how the expression of grief is common. So the outward crying, wailing, kneeling at the casket, all of that is a common thing and may happen more with females than males because of machismo there may mm-hmm. be a uh, expect this expectation of stoicism and like reverence versus wailing for men versus women which is an interesting thing that i feel very connected to um also there's this intense grief that is outward when compared to other cultures um the which exacerbated if it's an untimely death or the death of a child Mm. so that is like an expected all-out screaming crying wailing thing and and that's not seen as like (gasps) what are they doing it's common right it's it's anticipated um also there's this interesting connection for latinos that may not be present in other cultures of 
a continuation of relationship. So Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. They're going on to a better place, but it doesn't mean we're not connected anymore. It's not a complete end of relationship. It's just a different way to be in connection with the person, which may mean flowers at a gravestone every month or on mother's day or on father whatever it is for the person or it may be spreading of ashes if you've come to the cremation point and then visiting those sites of the spreading of the ashes or but there's this understanding that there's a continuation in a different way than there was in life that there will be with this person in death which is a really interesting thing to think about that some folks just it's the end and that's it and you move on and for many um, latina people this is it just changes how we interact with the person that's so true Mm -hmm. and especially with cremation and if they're not interred anywhere um so you know i get to go visit my grandmother and my grandfather on my mom's side Mm -hmm. and um for those who are cremated and don't have a resting place and honestly since i can't find my father's ashes it's like i can't really <laughs> clean his tombstone or anything well bring him anything for dia de los muertos mm-hmm. you know there's just there's nowhere to go to do that you know reverence or what have you or the continuation of grief as it were or mm-hmm. the or those traditions Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is so true. Mother's Day, birthdays, and Dia de los Muertos were like heading over to go see the grandparents. And so this article, interestingly, names that psychologically this connection, this continued connection in death serves as a coping mechanism for the living. And because it's not seen as this terminal relationship, um, there's comfort found for those who are left behind. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Google gave you the highbrow side of it, and I got the what to wear side of it. I mean, I think it's really telling of who we are as people. <laughs> <laughs> of who Google has chosen. To. <laughs> Google has assessed us correctly, quite frankly. Oh my, I'm not going to lie. Say, my daughter had to do a science project over the break, right? And <laughs> It, she for the first time has to list the source and she's all it's google i'm like oh god we have to have a conversation she's like the source was google no no, no. it's more than just wikipedia go all you the way to go, the bottom because even wikipedia has sources you gotta dig oh cat thank you for pushing me to um i i thought i was ready and you know what it felt really good to talk about this so thank you Oh, thank you for bringing this because it's so true. And I love that we can talk about some things that sometimes can be serious, but we always bring it with a sense of humor, with a sense of light, and always at that intersection. So, absolutely. You know, when you first brought this up, I, I was a little like, uh, are you sure? Are we sure we want to do this? And you were like, nah, it's cool. It's fine. It's time. And it just, it felt good to talk about this. <sighs> it did. And um, for those of you out there listening, we hope this feels somewhat familiar to you. You can relate to some of this. If you've dealt with the passing of a loved one recently, we hear you, um, we see you. And if you haven't, then knock on wood that you keep uh, on this glorious path. So that's where we're at. And next time we'll talk about what happens in the transition where they're still hanging out because you oh and I had a... We had an encounter. We had an encounter at the same 
time. So that's that's on for next episode. And our ghost had COVID, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> next I time. I had allergies. <laughs> next time on the Pocha Podcast. So um, where can they find remnants of us doing... Uh, think stuff and things in our socials yes always on instagram sometimes on facebook you can always email us at butcherpodcast at gmail.com send us your info your ideas your messages please like share subscribe share with your homies um we have a lot of new listeners and followers on social these days and we want to say thank you so much you keep us going some days we wonder what the hell we're doing and then we get uh (laughs) some comments or some dms and we're like oh my god somebody listened so thank you so much it really matters a shout out to our ogs who've been around for with us since the beginning so thank you so much for sticking with us Mm -hmm. And this has been the Weedy Weedy for November, um, talking about the traditions of grief within the Latina community, specific maybe to the borderland areas. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. Also, don't forget to shop your pocha picks for Navidad. (sighs) We have oldies and newies, and uh, it's not too late to shop. That's right. And if you get it in now, you can still do the shop local, mm-hmm. shop small, mm-hmm. and get it in by, like, almost everybody that we have on our list, you can get online, and they can ship to you, and you still have some time to get it in, right, like, squeaking in at the very end, right before the 25th. I am accepting all orders from La Reina Cosmetics. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this has been the Weedy Weedy for November. Uh, and I guess I said that I was Kat, but maybe I didn't. I'm Kat. Uh, in case you forgot, I'm still Charlene. And we will see you on the flip side, which could be a transition, which could be whatever it needs to be. <laughs> Bye. Bye.